This is Valerie. Welcome to Latter-day Struggles, your podcast that tackles tough issues of the Latter-day Saint tradition, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint to be exact. And I'm grateful to be here with you guys today. And I wanted to just jump on here and say a few words to you guys about um, something I I always, (laughs) every once in a while, I finish a session with a client and it feels like the 437th session with the same kind of person, even though obviously everyone's stories are unique and their suffering is very unique and it matters. Sometimes the same presentation comes in so many times that I just have to like pause and stare at the wall and just think what in the world is going on here? So I wanted to jump on here today and share with you this specific situation that goes on that very much is tied to um, the culture and uh, and some of the doctrine of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints that does definitely from at least my humble perspective it does get in the way of our growth and development and ultimate happiness and peace and even it gets in the way of our relationship with our heavenly parents so this afternoon i was meeting with a couple and they did say i could visit about them although i obviously won't mention their name and furthermore this could be any number of couples that i visited with because it's just like i said it's a very common presentation and this is where this is kind of what it looks like and this may actually feel pretty familiar to you because it is legitimately quite the stereotype it's a young couple who fell in love and they got married and they immediately began having children and he pursued some advanced training in his field and after oh gosh maybe nine or ten years he's panting at the end of the finish line of his formal training and getting set up to be a professional in whatever his field of endeavor is and she's just about numb and as spiritually, psychologically, emotionally dead as a woman can be. Um, Most of the time, these women and these couples have a handful of children and they're doing their very best to get by. They've most of the time continued to check all of the Mormon boxes. Children are going to church, they're going to primary, everybody's active in the church, they're holding callings. They may even be doing scripture study, going to the temple, saying their prayers. They're doing all of those things. And I don't want to discount the importance of gospel traditions. I'm a big fan of them. We've done them all my life in my own in my own grown up home and many of them in my own childhood home. So I don't want to disrespect that they are important things. The problem is, though, is that at the end of the day, couples like this and especially women like this are shells of themselves and they can't figure out why. And so I'm I'm wanting to talk about this specifically today because what I just finished working with was, um, it was heartbreaking to me. It's heartbreaking to me because it happens all the time. It's heartbreaking to me because in some ways it was my story. And it's heartbreaking to me because it's sometimes actually reinforced by the faith that giving up everything is, considered the height of spirituality and the height of goodness um, for women of our faith sometimes. 
So specifically, if I were to talk a little bit about this particular situation that we visited about today, um, this woman is pioneer stock. She comes from multiple generations of, of Latter-day Saints. Um, she said that she had higher seminary attendance than her seminary teacher, and that was always joked about. She innately is a good woman, wants to be good, wants to do right, wants to do the right thing, wants to please her people, her parents, her God. And so she was very, very um, obedient. And so she did all the things, even, even the BYU education. She even served a mission. She got her bachelor's degree and she got married in the temple. And in her own mind, and these are her own words, you guys, in her own mind, she had checked off every thing that she was actually, that she was here to do. All that was left now was just day in and day out, mothering and nurturing these children. She really didn't have anything else left to do because that was all that she was taught, that she was supposed to do, and she did it all. And so in her mind, there wasn't ever a question of what else to do and who else to become and how else to develop beyond the temple marriage and the house full of beautiful babies and also the sort of um, deep support of the, the husband's career path so that he could then support her in doing her job, which was to, to take care of the children. I know that what I'm speaking to is, is not as prevalent now as maybe it used to be, meaning that I know we've come just such a long way in the world and in the church in offering a little bit more fluidity in gender roles. And there's, there's not quite the stereotype in gender roles and in the work that each gender is supposed to do sort of along these very, very traditional lines of gender roles. That's not, it's not as it used to be, it's, it's different, it's shifting. And yet at the same time, it's not all gone because I see them in therapy on the daily. And a lot of times who I see on the daily is actually those who signed up for this maybe before the shift started to happen. So in other words, maybe these young adults who are getting married now in their, in their 20s are, are far enough beyond the strict gender roles that we learned from, you know, President Benson's talk about, you know, the mandate for mothers to stay at home back in the 80s, maybe there is enough time that has passed by that the young women of today are not feeling the heavy, heavy constraint of doing this. And there may be those who are choosing to stay home full time are doing so on their own terms and are actively cultivating other ways of, of growing and developing and enriching themselves. And I want to be very, very careful about what I'm talking about right now, because I did get um, I, I know, I, I don't know, several episodes ago, I talked about my own journey of being a stay-at-home mom and, and the struggle that it was and my going back to school and whatnot. And I made mention of something, something along the lines of my being a good example to my daughters and they're thinking I'm you know, a badass because I'm a therapist. And I, I know that I ruffled some feathers there because I think what was what was heard, what was not intended to be implied, but I can understand why it came across this way. It was not intended, but what came across was you have to leave the home and work for your daughters to respect you and think you're a badass. And that hurt my heart when I, when I got that feedback 
because that's not what I meant. You guys, I, I believe to my core that any job or any work, any vocation that we choose, including that of full-time caregiving is absolutely a beautiful choice. It just needs to be a choice that we make on our own terms and that we make because it's a call from the depths of our own soul. And it's not a call from anything or anyone on the outside. And when it is a call from our soul to two, at least two things happen. Number one is we feel very, very satisfied. And number two, I believe that we feel satisfied because we, we diversify. We not only stay at home mom for those of us who are women, but we also are actively cultivating ways of being in deep and profound connection with ourselves outside of the caregiving realm. That's what actually helps and enriches the beautiful work that we do in the caregiving realm. So it doesn't have to be a job. It can be a, a hobby. It can be really active service. It can be volunteering. It can be, you know, lots of lots of help with other other realms of the world or things that are not helpful, things that are just fun. It can be joining a volleyball team. It just needs to be something that gets us out of the caregiving realm so that we can just take a deep breath and not get burned out as caregivers. And then we can go back and be good caregivers by our own cho choice. And so let me return to my client because that she discovered today in our session was not her story. She, she became a caregiver because that was what she was supposed to do. She became a caregiver because, because of this sort of orthodox obedience that she had learned as a child, it didn't even occur to her that she could choose something else, or it didn't even occur to her that there was something else that she could be doing alongside of caregiving. She, by her own partner's report, and her own report actually, she doesn't really do anything else. She is exhausted pretty frequently. When she goes away, all she talks about is her children. She has kind of forgotten about her hobbies and her interests. And by her own admission, she's kind of a robot. My hope, you guys, in my talking to you about this is to sort of just be um, raise some awareness that this is this is damaging. It hurts us. It hurts us when we don't actively choose to enrich our lives to cultivate and develop parts of ourselves that don't have to do with caregiving. And the thing that I think is so important and the reason why I'm putting, you know, I'm, I'm putting this forward on this podcast is that I think we need to do a better job with our children in, um, in, in the way we talk, in the way we interpret and the way we even teach in the Latter-day Saint, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we need to really, really give equal privilege to the importance, the vital importance of developing the whole individual of both men and women. And what I'm talking about is the whole individual, that women are not solely caregivers and men are not solely providers. Um, we have so much depth and breadth to each of us and I feel like in the tradition of the church, women have been very much flattened into their being only valuable or at least um, primarily valuable by their being caregivers. And the problem that we run into is that when they take that and run with it and are very, very literal in their interpretation of what that means, 
what they end up doing is being just a caregiver. They don't develop other parts of themselves and they become very, very depressed and sad and psychologically underdeveloped. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that it doesn't even occur to them to think of other options. They don't think about other possibilities or other potentialities for their own growth and development because that's not something that's actually been talked about at least a long time ago or at least in the childhoods of the people that are coming into my office who are in their 30s and in their 40s. So I think we need to do a better job of expanding the horizons of the young women of the church and helping them recognize that the sky is the limit. I don't want to diminish the importance of, of you know, really, really looking at how to be, excuse me, <coughs> how to be collaborative with our partners in making sure our precious children are cared for. That is absolutely fundamental and important, and I want to highlight it and put five exclamation points after that. I, I know that that matters. And yet, at the same time, womanhood matters too. It matters, as a matter of fact, so much that oftentimes these valiant women who dedicate everything to caregiving at the, at the expense of their own soul's development, they're not actually joyful caregivers. They're actually very, very underwhelming caregivers because they are so empty on the inside. They don't bring joy and exuberance and love of life and love of God and love of truth and love of learning to their children because they don't have it themselves. And one of the things that I've noticed too that I find particularly troubling sometimes um, and also very important to think about is when I say, who, what do you want to do? Like, what are some things that you would like to achieve or accomplish or do just for the joy of it? on your own terms that has nothing to do with home and family and children and wife. And many of them don't have a clue, you guys. They don't even know themselves well enough. And many of them offer that the reason why they don't know is because they've never actually thought about it. Because the things they've thought about, the, the prescription that they were gave, that they were given, was a very small prescription. And when they check those boxes, it's like they don't even have um, the psychological agency or, or the spiritual um, understanding to recognize that they're here in this world to become expansive human beings that is um, that is inclusive of but far beyond just their caregiving. So I guess I'm going to close right now, you guys, um, hoping that you understand where I, where I'm, my heart is. That I am absolutely um, an advocate for the growth of the soul because we are children of of divinity and we have divine dna coursing through our souls and it just is so important for us to really encourage the women in our life whether we are a woman or we are in connection with a woman that we encourage them all the time to grow their souls to think and feel and imagine all of their possibilities of how they can make the world a better place in amazing and spectacular ways. And that's all I've got to say, you guys. I hope this um, touches you. I hope that if this is your story, that you will know that I get you, that I understand you. If you are looking for therapy of this nature for um, spiritual growth and development, psychological growth and development, um, reach out to me at um, info at valeriehammaker.com. Also, if you are interested in um, I have a growth group that I run on burnout, and you can also reach out to me at Valerie Hammaker, info at ValerieHammaker.com if you want to know more about that. That is not 
strictly Latter-day Saint related. That is for anyone and everyone who is experiencing any kind of burnout, parenthood or otherwise. And as always, I invite you to please, please share this podcast with those around you. Subscribe. And if you feel so inclined, write a positive review and rate this podcast. Okay, you guys, good to be with you and we'll see you next time. Bye.